0: film obviously you hit play on a podcast what could that mean dan spoiler means... dan's on the show
1: <laughs> it means you're listening to another episode
0: of out of the podcast the planet's greatest film noir podcast possibly podcast i don't know of the year the votes are in yeah just this year we plan on really stinking next year gentleman joey here to say get ready for next year there's some some real stinkers
1: well it's an annual award so you know as it should be.
0: Who gives those out, Dan?
1: Uh I don't know. The National Awards Association.
0: Wow, the association. It's recognized by them. <laughs> yes. What what is uh, what is on the stinky, the award, the stinky?
1: Like the, the worst podcast?
0: Yeah. I mean, is it just like a bronze like pile of shit with like hmm. little bronze stink lines and bronze flies, maybe a smiley face in it?
1: I'll have to think about it. I don't even know.
0: I guess we'll know once we win a stinky. I mean, we've yeah, been, we've been rumored we'll to be know. a front runner, but yeah. Yeah.
1: We don't know because we've been so successful. So exactly. you. we won't have to, maybe we won't have to know. I don't know. We have
0: numerous successes, but still dying to get that stinky. Uh, can you believe we have a guest on the show, Dan, listening to all this nonsense right now?
1: I can't believe it.
0: <laughs> they can't either. They're shaking their head. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Uh, I can't think of a, a warmer welcome than that. Film Noir Confidential finally back. How does it feel okay. coming from the West Coast this time? You could hear it already—just the relaxness, the happy to be off of the East Coast,
2: super chill version of yeah. Film Noir Confidential.
0: You've seen I'm Chiller so glad since to you've be been back. there. Yeah, welcome to be... back. Thank you so much Thank for you. being here. Thank you for not being scared away the first time. No, thank you for having me back. Perhaps this is a friendship at this point. I
2: think so. I mean, we DM all the time. That's true. That counts. What, what, is, a, what is a friendship if not a bunch of DMs back and forth?
0: In this century? Absolutely.
2: That's, that's like real friendship. That's like a step above Facebook poking.
0: That's true. I don't even know. If, can you still poke on a Facebook?
2: I don't think you can.
0: Can I poke on Marketplace and be like, <laughs> I want the, this is where you could get that coffee table you're looking for? That we had spoken know. about off air. I don't
1: think I've ever poked anyone on Facebook.
0: I've been poked, but I have not <laughs>
1: uh, Yeah, poked. I think same with me. I, I don't like... really use Facebook
0: that much. Well, this anymore. is this is back in the day, Dan. This is uh starting out and everyone's like, look at this thing you could do. You could poke. Mark Zuckerberg himself was like, I got a great idea. This is a feature everyone's gonna go nuts for. The poke. And that's why it's really carried on through all the services. I it was really a that. hit with everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I do miss poking though that was it was so
2: obnoxious it was yes. So great
0: especially when you just continuously poke someone who poked you like every time you log in you'd be like oh time to return the poke so I guess I have poked someone Dan I've returned a poke
2: sounds really dirty
0: yes well I mean we've we've uh, opened the show with uh piles of shit and now poking so clearly you know what kind of show this is there's a reason it's explicit folks it's not Boy. just Dan's foul language yeah Oh, there he goes again. I'm sorry. I just had to edit one out, guys.
1: <laughs> I'll, I'll try to rein it in next time.
0: So how has LA been as a, a film noir lover? How many tours have you done? Have you done the, the Hollow Triumph tour, which is today's movie? Is there one? Or are you being facetious? <laughs> a, a little of column A, a little of column B. Can you I go to that like tours. subway that goes like up?
2: Is that still there? Angel's Flight. I've done Angel's Flight. It's one of my favorite things to do. I took my best friend and her eight year old son, who was super confused by it. He did not understand why there was a flight of stairs that just went up and down for (laughs) a dollar.
0: It's a good price though.
2: It's a good price. In this economy? Yeah. And it's very difficult to try to explain to a child why people were too lazy to walk up a hill. he will learn. But I love Angel's Flight, yeah. I haven't done any official tours. I haven't been to the Double Indemnity House, so I feel like a bad noir fan. What do you think you'll do Um, first, go
0: to that house or get a coffee table?
2: I got a coffee table for all my coffee table books. Yes. So I win that. Okay. I basically, the most noir thing I do, I feel like, is I basically just live at the Dresden. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it.
0: Yes. Uh, Mostly um, through you at this point, because... You seem to be there a lot, which is nice.
2: I'm there a lot. I'll probably go there after this.
0: What's your Um, drink at the Dresden?
2: Right now, they have me really hooked on Negronis. Okay. So um, that, before that, it would be old fashions. And um, I'm not really a martini person. I love watching people order martinis.
3: They look
0: fantastic.
2: They look perfect. But I'm secretly an old fashioned girl. Negronis. They have a great cocktail menu. They have a lot of really great gin drinks that I would recommend. But yeah, everyone should go to the Dresden. Who's That's your like favorite server thing. at the
0: Dresden? Who's going to be psyched when you listen to the world premiere of this episode? He knows. He okay. knows he's my favorite. All right. Do I
2: need to name them?
0: I mean, if he knows, then no.
2: No. I mean, I know them all. They're all super sweet. What name um, gets you
0: a free drink on Thursday when this comes out? Patrick. Hey Patrick, yeah. so he this to work on Thursday. There, there you go, perfect. Uh, Patrick, when we come out to Hollywood, we expect some free drinks as well. I'll drink dance. Yeah, appreciate it. Appreciate the double.
2: Oh, you, do you do? you not drink?
1: I've never drank. I've never drank alcohol. Well, they
2: have an amazing uh, non-alcoholic menu.
1: Okay, I'm. They I'm on a board lot of for good that.
0: mocktails.
1: I'm mm.
0: on board. All right, we're coming then. Watch I out! Know. There's a.
2: I was going to say other things you could do in L.A. I recommend Musso and Frank's Bradbury building is a must. Mm. There's lots of things. People always ask me the Mildred Pierce house is good. I think in my opinion, it's a fun thing to drive by quickly. Um, Yeah, there's lots of things to do. Angels flight though, is up there. I think for me, it's like number one,
0: especially if it's a dollar.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a good buy
2: yeah plus it's downtown and like downtown there's there's more things i'm blanking on other than bradbury building angel's flight there's like one or two other things that are really close to one another that you can just knock out really quickly you could also go to the last bookstore which is downtown you could go get like a french dip sandwich at cole's and then go drink at the varnish there's like lots of good like noir-esque things you can do downtown
0: so sounds like a real popular noir city huh should make some movies I there know.
2: Oh, and City Hall is down there. How can I forget City Hall, which is a staple in every L.A. noir?
0: Yes. And in any city, right? City Hall?
2: Yeah, but you know, the important one. Yes. The important L.A. drive-by. I mean, you you even see it in Hall of Triumph, not to segue back to today's movie, but you can tell you're in L.A. because they do the shot of City
0: Hall, and then you know.
2: Yeah, there's DOA. There's so many good ones.
0: Sounds great. Have you seen any good shows there? Are you into music still? I am into music still. That's good. Um I like that it's like
2: <laughs> she's, she's changed so much music. that she moved. I, you I never changed. know. I
0: don't know what you're like in LA. I only knew the New York you. I'm so
2: LA now that I don't even to go to shows.
0: Okay. I respect that.
2: No, the Dresden has music, so I'm always there watching whatever band they have playing. And then yeah, I've gone to a couple shows at like the Al Ray and the Echo, and just kind of getting back into it. I've
0: heard of I'm all those.
2: Blanking, venues. I know they're all good venues. I'm blanking on who I've seen, but I've only been back three months, so I could be going to more.
0: I saw Tim going Capella this movies. weekend. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah. Speaking of movies,
2: <laughs> yeah, I've been in, I've been taking advantage of the new Beverly Center.
0: The new oh, Beverly very nice. Cinema.
2: What's the last thing you saw there? Um, the killing with. Kansas City Confidential. Oh, it's a good two for. They did yeah, and then before that they had Laura and Gilda. And then before the that there? they had I
0: know, they had
2: Sweet Mel with Ace in the hole, which was great. Nice.
0: So. two movies we have not done yet, so hopefully those are coming. I'll come on, I'll come on for Sweet Smell. Okay. That <laughs> the perfect reveal is okay. the Sweet a hint, Smell poster. There's a hint <laughs> no there. No pressure. Okay, I feel the pressure. You might be banned from that episode. I'm sorry.
2: That's okay. Why do you not like the
0: movie? uh no, I like Smell Success. How much though? Tune into a future episode. I wasn't sure why. the like possible dying, guest didn't like it. Probably just <laughs> sassiness. That's all. Well, the, that was good, the good humor. Teamed. That's right. Yeah, we have to be nicer now that you're on the the West Coast. They're chiller over there. No, it's okay. You can be yourself. West Coast Dan is ready to go over here.
1: I'm just thinking about how, like, before we get there, we have to go stay at the 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 castle place from Desert Fury.
0: Mm. Like, yeah, like
1: absolutely in, in Arizona. So we'll have to do like maybe it'll actually have to be a road trip. So maybe we'll have to to drive out and.
0: Yeah, that place was too fantastic not to make a journey just for that.
1: Yeah, hopefully we can rent right. it out. I'm sure it's probably expensive.
0: You want to throw a party there? Rip yeah. it up. Yeah, yeah, I would do that. Okay, are you going to come to our our uh, our Desert Fury Mansion party? If I'm invited, yeah. That one you of can course. come to, yeah. This one,
2: I mean, that's the only one I'm invited to. Not anything sweet smell related.
0: <laughs> no, we're gonna we're gonna throw that shindig before that, and that's gonna determine if you come on the episode. You are gonna that for like a New Year's Eve party. That sounds like a good time, and we'll show Sweet Smell, and then we'll see if your drunken commentary is good enough for an episode. Look, like, you know what? I like that insight. You have got the goods. You're coming on. You're up to three ra- weeks now.
1: We'll have to do repeat performance to- instead.
2: I was going to ask, am I supposed to be drunk for these commentaries? <laughs>
0: I Dan am. is, yeah,
1: yeah, definitely.
0: <laughs> We're West Coast drunk. I mean,
1: if by if drunk you so mean fair. I just ate a lot of leftover pizza, then yes, I'm very. Where was drunk. the
0: pizza from, Dan? Give him a shout out. Get a free uh, slice. It-
1: it's this place called Masso's. Uh, they make excellent pizza. Uh, they're like a deli uh, slash pizza place and then they have like a water ice place that's like sort of like not attached but in the same area.
0: You had a good Wayne Campbell there they make excellent pizza.
1: yeah <laughs> excellent. yeah I, I enjoyed it. It' was pretty on, good man that's great yeah
0: so clearly the, all these establishments love our podcast that we're getting these free things. Yes, definitely. That's why we have sponsorships. All right, guys, if we're, we're hot over here, clearly we're talking episode 84, Hollow Triumph, baby. Also, to some, may know it as The Scar, which it was re-released as. Or, hey, maybe they're a fan of working titles and they're like, I love The Man Who Murdered Himself. These are all great titles, though, honestly. You're giving away three beauts. Uh Any preferences? Okay. Hollow Triumph is just a, a fun name. I think that's
1: my favorite. I think I, I like Hollow Triumph.
2: I do, too. The Scar is a close second. Yeah, hollow yeah. triumph is the best one.
0: I mean, it's definitely most indicative of the actual plot for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: but I mean, there is a hollow triumph. Ultimately, I would say, you guys ready for some taglines on this bad boy? Mm-hmm. All right, we Absolutely. got. Absolutely, love couldn't hide the secret of his past or shield them for the end of their future. Okay, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the story of a man who murdered himself and lived to regret it. That's fun.
1: So he murdered himself and then he lived? To regret it. To regret Regret it. it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But only to regret it. Yes. Okay.
0: They're doing some wordplay there. Uh, I like it. You got uh, his scar. Mark them both. That's That's my favorite one, I think. That's why we're saving the best for last, everybody. And also with this movie, I forgot to grab my copy, but the one we're talking about is the film detective one, the one that Dan is holding up right now. Uh, a Blu-ray oh. R from Amazon, but also there is a Kino version, which is under the title of the Scar, which is out of print, and I'm endlessly curious about like how that. I works. have that one. You have that one, okay? How how is that? Look at yeah, that. that looks great. Yeah, yeah, that's great. How's how's the copy of that the print?
2: It is decent. It's pretty good. I also really enjoy the commentary. Commentary is great. I listened to it today earlier, and Hoping they've got for some, some trailers insights. on the. Hoping for some insights, yeah. Uh, it's not my favorite commentary I've listened to, but it was pretty good.
0: That's why they need to let us do the commentary of these movies. I think the three of us tagging up on one of these would just be perfect. We'd really, we'd kill it.
2: Who do you think would give us one? Film Detective or Kino or?
0: I think Kino is going to fall in love with us eventually. They're just not there yet. Film Detective, we have poo pooed in the past. <laughs> uh, I don't. What was the movie, Dan? Do you remember? Uh, It was Impact. Impact, yes. Um, Impact was a bit of a bummer. Garbage. And then specifically, uh, speaking of garbage, their garbage streaming service as well. So that was a bummer. Uh, I will say, though, I have compliments for them this time. I I do like the print of this. And one thing I thought was cool is because this is a public domain movie, you could go to YouTube. They have their version up for free. So they're both selling it and giving it away. And I thought that was pretty admirable of the film Detective. That's pretty cool. Shout out to them. And also, there's no reason for anyone at home not to be watching this one. It's uh you could go.
1: I will say that they've definitely upped their game in recent years. Like some of the most recent Blu-rays I've gotten for film detective, like Amazing Mr. X, um, the Captive. What's the one with I forget. By
2: the way, this one has the intro card says the scar. I figured home. as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So that's interesting. Yeah. There's I'd be really curious who to care see about that. I I mean it's always mind-blowing when you get a different title card. It's happened to me be before. But, no, I mean, that's cool. I'm glad you have a copy here so we can have both sides of it. There is a commentary on that. This one has nothing other than the trailer, but that counts. And you said there's good trailers on that one?
2: Yeah, it doesn't have the... Um, it doesn't have the Hollow Triumph one, but it has, like, He Ran All the Way, and I'm blanking on the other ones. Oh, 99, River Street... And like two or three other ones which were all pretty good
1: probably like a bolt for joey or something <laughs> yeah they seem to be on like well, every I
0: said, trailer I said good. I yes, said good yes yes
1: yeah, thank you <laughs> I, I, yeah yeah i'm just trying to think of like the classic kino ones that they always Such put a on
2: niche joke for any noir fan right there like anybody <laughs> listening who doesn't know anything about noirs that's just what right over their head
0: well i don't know why they're listening to this they should know something about noir. what do they just like us that can't be right could be our friends and family. <laughs> they want nothing to do with this, thankfully.
2: Yeah,
1: none of them listen to it. I yeah. have some friends that listen to it, but yeah, not not family.
0: Get them out of here, Dan. How do we offend them so <laughs> they leave? We want no part of friends or family. Just strangers on this podcast. I'm rescinding our friendship that we earlier gave to you, Phil more Confidential. Oh, no. <laughs> FNC. Do we acronym for you? Fill sure. me? Sure. <laughs> call me.
2: <laughs> you can whatever you want to call me.
0: Okay. You could say FNC, F- F- I guess. You know me. Uh, <laughs> this was released August 18th, 1948. Uh, distributed by uh, Eagle Lion. Uh, a classic Poverty Row. We've, we've done a few of them before, but uh, always a fun studio to check in with. Directed by Steve Skelly. Skelly? Danny, you got a pronunciation on this bad boy? I'm going to go Sakeli, Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, and then also a wink, wink, rumor direction by old Paul Henreid himself. We'll, we'll find that out. Screenplay by Daniel Fuchs, our old friend from Criss Cross. And this was based on the 1946 novel, Hallow Triumph by Murray Forbes, produced by Paul Henreid as well. He's all over this bad boy. I mean, he's playing two parts in it. So I hope you like Paul Henry. It's definitely a lesson here
1: also w- shout out to uh something i learned this time around that i didn't know is that the film premiere was in Reading, pennsylvania for this oh, movie, wow. which i don't mm-hmm. know why Reading of all places but somehow well, this was,
0: was a, a b movie so that definitely was like true. who wants this thing and reading pa is all over it yeah i mean but i, I kind of want to still can't think fanfare. of another one i can't yeah.
2: think of another premiere that's happened there
0: well maybe we'll have to see if the movie theater is still there we can go through the archives
1: yeah, I have to do some more research on that. I'm curious to see if there's other movies or like if there's any fanfare for this movie at the time at that premiere, like people walking out <laughs> being like, oh, cool. <laughs> what's this movie Hollow Triumph that's playing.
0: It seems like it was well received for sure. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, it definitely isn't a controversial picture. I was actually surprised to see like how low the rating, you know, overall was on like IMDB. But yeah, you know, people. So you guys are both experts in this movie. This is my first time with it. Tell us about your background with it. When did you first see this?
2: I wish I could remember. I probably saw it. Oh, I do remember. Uh, oh, it your was, wish is granted. Wish is granted just like that. And it wasn't that long ago. It was New Year's Day okay, uh, of this year. I watched it with my parents because they were visiting me when I was still living in Jersey. They, I don't know if they're going to listen to this, but they don't really like watching the Oh. Um, and I was able to convince my mom to watch it because of Paul Henry, who she loves. So as soon as she said that, she said, "We're going to do it. We're going to watch it." They were dozing off in the background, could barely keep their eyes open, and I was like riveted <laughs> by the whole thing, just like edge of my seat. Loved, it. I guess, also because I didn't know what to expect um, from the title. Had no idea what to expect.
0: That's how I felt when you guys kept saying hollow triumph. And I'm just like, I wonder what this is going to be.
2: Yeah. And it's even though it's like such a far-fetched plot, it's still very simple. I mean, the way it all goes wrong, it's so simple. And the dialogue is so great. And Joan Bennett is so fabulous. And I have such a crush on Paul Henry. So for me, it just checked all the boxes.
1: What about you, Dan? Um, Yeah, I think I saw it a couple years ago. And yeah, I, I think I probably got it for the for two reasons. Uh one, the plot just seemed really kind of ridiculous and interesting. And two, uh, I just love Joan Bennett. So I mean those those are you know things for me. But yeah, I I, I love how it's almost like two different movies like put together. Like the, there's the beginning, which is very like I say, even more film noir whereas you got like the as we'll get into with the the heist and the you know criminal getting out of jail and a lot of like the standard kind of tropes, and then it like shifts gears once he once that happens and it goes into also like a vastly different movie um, oh yeah but it, but it works um i think i just it's just fascinating to me
0: also shout out to the hour 20 runtime that definitely oh yeah is gonna like that get me pretty interested right off the bat let's get into this so we we have a uh, gangster john Mueller. this is our paul henry one of <laughs> our paul henry's he just got out of prison and people really like him they respect him he's a smart guy he was a med school dropout so they're trying to help him out and his parole officer has a job offer for him in los angeles but you know this just kind of seems not like the direction he wants to go in he gets picked up by his friend marcy who i thought was mousy by the way but it turns out it was named marcy (laughs) uh there's a very cool implication to it he's like talking with them and all of a sudden there's like a woman in the backseat and they're like who's that like oh yeah what's your name there's a very nice implication of her being like a, a sex worker, and they give you the sexy music too. I thought that was funny. And he's
1: laying on the bed afterwards. Yes, yes. Yeah, I think yeah.
0: he may have gotten laid. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, and so they're all he's hanging out with the whole gang. He gets them back together, and they're talking about how much they've grown up and settled down, and really don't want any part of crime anymore. But he wants no part of this. He he really wants to perform one good heist to take care of himself. So he, he kind of like blackmails his friends is like ah oh, remember when like you know i took the the heat for you at the trial and everything like come on come help me out i got a good gig I, I, there's this casino we should go try the mob you know sure it's a gangster that owns it but that never goes wrong and so <laughs> they're off to to start this part of the movie that dan was talking about so he's kind of casing out the joint everybody's in their places they have a nice touch where they put like the newspaper over the guns to tell them to hand over the money and they're like, How are you gonna walk out of here? And the plan is they're gonna flip a switch and, and shut off all the lights in the building, but that plan does not go as smoothly as was hoped.
1: Also, shout out to John Alton, um, the cinematographer, like one of the the best of the best. Sure. And uh, I actually went on a three, this is the third of of the John Alton movies I've seen because I watched T Men on Friday and I watched uh Raw Deal on Saturday. So I've been i've been on such a kick but being immersed in that and thinking about like that there's that one shot of them like the three of them kind of like around the the cashier Mm -hmm. it's just i don't know that shot is just fantastic um i just i love the way they're framed with him and stuff like that and then there's a tension where he's like waiting for the lights to come out and then like it's not happening it's like oh, and this guy's going to cash out and like you're just like what do i do like you have the sweat and stuff like that. And just the, the tension that builds is is great.
0: Tension is one of the biggest compliments I would give this movie. There's a lot of like yeah. very tense scenes that are, are very effective. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Alton is a genius and, and he does such an amazing job in this film. Uh, I keep meaning to pick up his book, but I still haven't read it yet. I don't know if you guys have read it yet. I haven't. No, we don't I read.
0: <laughs> I do. I'd I want to.
2: I want to check it out. Painting with light. No. Oh.
0: That like sounds like master. a cinematographer's book title.
2: Yeah, and I think it was one of the first books written by a cinematographer, which I think he got a bit of
0: shit for, sort of. But um, why? Because he was giving he, away the secrets?
2: I think just because I I'm I'm blanking on why. I don't know if it was sort of like who is he to be writing a book on cinematography, um, especially since he was a poverty row cinematographer, but he's such a genius.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, I think that's more reason why he should be writing a book. He knows what he's doing, you know, despite handicaps of budgets and whatnot. Because you can tell it's like the casino is like it's a very intimate room. Like it's, it's very small, but it's well used. They do have
1: some some good bonus stuff in the um, the classic films, Blu-rays of those movies. And they talk about John Alton a little bit. And they talked about how one of the reasons why since Anthony Mann directed both those films he loved working with him for many reasons, but one of them was he could work very fast on a very tight budget and make it look great. So I think that's what it was. It was just a matter of like, he was very resourceful
0: in what he did. And yeah, I've why. heard he's very yeah. good at like helping projects go under budget. So right, everybody that's loves to why, save a couple bucks. Yes.
2: Yeah, that's why Spencer Tracy hired him for the people against O'Hara. I don't know mm. if you guys have seen that no. because he was so quick. Spencer specifically wanted John Alden to do it so he could get out earlier every night so he could go drinking. (laughs) So that's specifically why John Alton ended up doing that movie. Hell yeah.
0: That's also a resume. He likes
1: to wear great hats too all the time. He always wears like the beret all the time, like you had earlier. (laughs) Yeah.
2: My little beret, my little gun crazy beret.
0: Dan that was an off off show secret you give it away. Well I didn't say who was wearing it. That I was wearing the beret. Thank you. Now everyone (laughs) knows. We
2: all know when I'm gonna dress up for Halloween.
0: Oh, John,
1: John Alton.
0: John Alton. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the, the guy who needs to turn off the lights, uh, he he gets in this fist fight and yeah, the tension's building, but he's able to fight him off and flip the switch. The guys run off. They, they all have fun names, too. There's like Big Boy and,
1: and <laughs> Dick Tracy names.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's a perfect, nice little little gang of thieves. Yeah. So they're, they're robbing this guy, this mobster, Rocky Stanzik, and he, he's a real tough guy. Marcy and John get away, but the other two guys, they get caught and they totally give up their friends, which is not surprising to anyone. So no worries there. Marcy especially is just like, I know they're going to give us up. Stancic's going to look for us and, and kill us. He's a, he's a vicious guy. And even after he like gives up their friends too, he's like, go after them and kill them, obviously. like Don't let them get away so pretty,
1: pretty ruthless like it's definitely like i felt pretty intimidated like once they got they got circled and surrounded when you see that and then you see him like i'm gonna let you guys go and you and as the audience like oh, okay you know he's, he's like just maybe to like warn them to yeah what them a nice guy warned... but then he's like no go after them again. mobster like, with a
0: heart <laughs> of gold but no yeah, he's, he's he's evil he wants them dead so Ma- marcy's gonna go, <laughs> call him mousy uh marcy he's like i'm going down to mexico good luck dude and John is like, I'm going to go take this job at this office. It's called Michael John. Look up the spelling of that one. That's fun. Mm-hmm. But then the, there's this great like monotony of work montage that was very effective. Really got me psyched for the work week that's about to start <laughs> up. <laughs> he's got this total jerk of a boss who knows that he's not going to quit. So he takes full advantage of it and he's making him run errands. And he has him deliver this package. And John is like, fine, yeah, I'll do it. He goes to run this errand and he runs into this guy who recognizes him, which isn't good because he's on the run. But it turns out it's this dentist. And he's like, Oh, I work with this psychologist. His name is Victor Bartok. I thought you were him, but you don't have the scar on his face, you know, the scar, if that's the print mm-hmm. you're watching. So obviously it's not you, but you guys. It's uncanny how much you look alike. Uh, I see a lot about, like, you know, how crazy the plot of this movie is. Like, oh, you really got to suspend disbelief, which I hate coincidence. And so hearing that didn't get me too psyched. But honestly, like, I feel like this is really the only, like, nonsensical thing is just that these two guys look alike. And I'm willing to go along with that. So I really didn't find any of it too far-fetched for the most part. So I just wanted to get that out there. But he's like, this sounds good. I got to look into this. So John goes to Bartok's office. And here is our Joan Bennett at long last. We've been waiting for her. I mean, geez, this movie's <laughs> taken so long already. This hour 20. When's Joan Bennett going to show up? Well, here she is. She's the secretary, Evelyn Hahn. And she's like, hey, hey, good to see you. And Just plants one on him. Living the dream. Uh,
3: <laughs> she's like,
0: okay, him. I guess. Yeah, I mean, he <laughs> kind of is like, hey, I'm not. But too right. late. And it's like, yeah, what are you going to do? Stop Joan Bennett from kissing you? I don't think so. But she is like, hey, wait a second. This guy kisses weird. This isn't who I know. This is another guy completely. Whoops, sorry about that
1: doesn't have the scar either
0: doesn't have that scar Mm -hmm. Um, and this is where we find out that she's been dating bartok as well and so bartok comes back and john leaves and he heads back to his office where his boss is like where have you been you're super late and he's like i I went walking i love walking which hey i'm your boss that's a good enough excuse for me but (laughs) this place just to show you how bad it is they don't like walking so john's like yeah fuck this i'm out of (laughs) here And he punches his boss. And then the whole office is so psyched when he hits him. I really love that.
2: Yeah. It was He's a great a shot of
0: everyone just standing around smiling. Yeah. All of a sudden you're like, this isn't a noir film. Like the heroes are doing what they need to do. But that Joey, a- that's what
1: you do at work. Isn't that what you do all day anyway? You just go for walks.
0: <laughs> exactly. I thought talking would punch my bosses. and I was like, Dan, that's the problem with remote work. There's no boss to punch. Just a time that's, card. That's, that's true. Yeah. You know, someday I'll live the dream. May we all punch our bosses, everybody. (laughs) So later on, John's brother, Frederick, shows up and he kind of gives them the scoop of what's been going on. Marcy, he got busted in Mexico City and they killed him. And Stanzik's men know that John is in Los Angeles. After that, indeed, we do see some guys who, who seem to recognize him. And this is where you get that great escape out. of. He runs into the building and goes down the fire escape and through the alley and beautiful cinematography here as well. They have to like hide in those like little window openings or whatever as like oncoming traffic is coming and it's getting shot at. That was a very effective, and very tense scene. I love that. And uh, Angel's Flight. And then here comes yeah. Angel's Flight, which I just wrote down as Cool Subway. But now we know what it's called. <laughs> uh, but I it, like, like Cool Subway. Cool Subway, you know, possibly for the rebrand. Cool train. Yeah. And like you go up on like this incline. It's very interesting. Uh, we have an expert here. This is why we brought you on the show. So literally, all it does just <laughs> is up and down for one dollar. So like, I could imagine what you, it cost then. Yeah, five cents. Uh,
2: I think it might have been free, but I don't oh, know. Wow, okay. Or or it could have been five cents or something like that. It. it I want to say free, but I could be totally
1: I wrong. I could see people it being. Could free.
0: Be, I mean, if you could, people fill could up be your screaming at their $1. podcast right now. I mean, they do that anyways
1: maybe we'll have to do like a reenactment of, of when he kicks the guy off of it <laughs> maybe you have to pay a couple dollars extra or something
0: that'd be fun well then when we go there we'll do the reenactment yeah you can I'll, kick, me I'll off kick of Dan it. off the train okay good yeah that works
2: I don't think you'll be allowed to come back
0: <laughs> yeah well you know we're coming to one time only we're not planning to come back so we're yeah. gonna do the full tour and that's our closer okay and then we get the boot from Hollywood forever
1: yeah, you can just video it for us. Yeah, <laughs> no, got, no, I'll, we, be no, I'll be at the bottom. Yeah. It's... Yeah, you can be the the, the director slash cinematographer.
2: And... But I'm no John Alton, so just beware what you're going to be getting.
0: We'll do this at the magic hour. We'll make sure that everything works out no matter what. Yeah. Okay. That's probably the best time to start a ruckus on the subway, too, isn't it? The cool subway. The cool subway, exactly. cool subway, yeah. <laughs> Wait, what was it called? Angel's Flight? Yeah. <laughs> That's a cool name.
2: They're on Instagram if you want to follow them. Do you follow them? Of course
0: I follow them. Do they follow you back? I don't think so. I mean, can you even tell anymore with your bazillions of followers? <laughs> you're a very popular account. We're very lucky to have you. It's very strange. It's well-deserved. Very... You do incredible <laughs> work. So I've never. Most people, you're like, how the hell did they get any followers? But we look at your account and it's like, how do they not have more? How is not all of Instagram following at Film Noir Confidential?
2: Oh, you're very sweet.
0: Only I, tell can, the truth. I know why. I know why, because it's very niche. <laughs> I mean, that's how we have any listeners. So, <laughs> yeah. shout out to the to the noiros, the niche shows. We love you. Keep liking weird stuff. Keep so being weird. Keep being weird. Cool subway. We're able to make this escape. And after this, this is where he's like, "I really need to go ahead and take on the life of Doctor Bartok. This is a great idea. I can do this." So we see Evelyn and John going out some more. She she did like him. I mean, clearly she likes his looks. (laughs) That's a guarantee. And we see that she's, of course, very smart and she's well versed in love and life. She's a little grizzled, a little hard edged to, you know, all the things we love about Joan Bennett. She's got plenty of great lines. She's, you know, just giving up on people and just living her life, you know? And one rainy night after a date. John is invited into Evelyn's place and we see that they're getting closer. This was a nice touch. I actually did a second viewing this morning that I noticed uh, John earlier. He said he doesn't smoke, but he noticed that Bartok smokes. And so when she's smoking here, he takes her cigarette from her and he just smokes throughout the rest of the movie. Like even like chain smokes. Um, mm. I thought that was great and a very nice touch. And also love how he has his hand just very high up when he does smoke. He's an interesting uh, smoker. Uh, Another day, John goes to, well, he sneaks into Bartok's office and he takes one of his canceled checks and he is ready to basically take on his full life. We have another montage of him forging a signature. He tries to get his voice down. Um, He
1: gets the, because they record all of his sessions uh, for her to, to type out. And he's like listening to it and like trying to mimic it and stuff like that, which is great.
0: And he's a smart guy. I mean, like we said earlier, he went to med school, and like he drops a little like Freud before and stuff like that. we well, studied he, psychology,
1: so yes, so, I mean, yeah. he definitely, it is in the realm of of that. So he has already kind of a background, so he can kind of just act it out pretty pretty well. He has some base, you know. Plus, we could think. all
0: fake that. I mean, how hard is it to fake psychology, right? You just listening to people say Freud prescribing crazy drugs, and yeah, just say Freud. Like Freud said this, and you'd be like, oh, I don't know Freud, so he must have said that. Maybe makes sense to me. Exactly. <laughs> So yeah, uh, so he's been rehearsing the, the voices because he uh, he's like, what, Austrian Paul Henry? Is that correct? I believe so. Yes. Okay, forgive me Austrian, if that's not Hungarian. the case. But yes, as John Mueller, like he's using his normal voice, which is weird because like when his brother shows up, he doesn't have an accent, but that's whatever. But yes, this Bartok, he, he seems to be American. So he's got to practice that. And he's also just looking into people's files, figuring out what to do about everything. Uh, so he's ready to take on this life completely so John needs to break up with Evelyn so he's just like hey I'm going to Paris (laughs) bye this is gonna go over well she's just like cool just another reason for me to hate men and people and thanks buddy which is you know a good instinct because this guy is about to be a murderer there's this whole thing going on with Clover Garage that Bartok has his car like a deal with there I don't really quite get how that works because like there's a lot of times like the mechanic is driving with him i don't i don't can't think of any scenarios where that would be the case
1: so what that is is it's a girl it's i feel like they probably did that a lot more back then but they so it's everything from obviously a gas station because there's a sequence that comes in there so it's like a full service full garage service, yeah. where, where it's it's that but they actually have it's like a um like like a parking garage so it's like you know it, but it's like you so you pay and then we're, we're getting it we're jumping ahead but they have those those service people there, so that they need to like drive somebody's car out to somewhere they can drop it off and pick it up. And
0: well, and, he's been going to the opera and stuff too, right. so you do see him go to the opera with one of these guys. That's when he notices, like, hey, I should get that job. But like, right. why wouldn't the attendant be driving? How come the the guy has to go in the back seat? Is that when they just drive back to the garage? Is that what that was? He didn't want
1: him up in the front seat. I think that was just maybe more so a quirk of of Bartok. Okay and probably because it's the same guy so they, they it, it would have been tougher for them to shoot it if they're both sitting in the front seat but i don't get why bartok
0: was driving well let's get to the scene and then we can get no right i get to what it. you
2: mean you would you would think like the mechanic
0: or the yeah we're like in this mechanic employee, we're in the clover he car. would drive right exactly You'd be like yeah you can all sit in the back seat you're going to escort me it seemed very weird that bartok was insistent on driving i guess well, maybe they're not chauffeurs they're right. mechanics But you think it'd be like the shop car that they're driving or something like this. I don't know. This guy's got a ton of money. He could do whatever the hell he wants. I just was a bit confused by that. I I like in the
2: beginning how you said like the only thing that you
0: couldn't believe was that. The non, yes. People that there's
2: in fact, there's like two people that look alike. And the garage. There's a lot lot of things in this movie that don't make sense. Like how, I don't want to jump ahead. I'll mention it later, but like the garage is a good one. Yeah. The garage doesn't make any sense.
0: There's well, some little things, but I just mean, it's like, as far as like the most like hard to believe, I would say it's that, but I, I, I do see how there is some interesting situations that are very easy to happen, but I guess I think I have a suggestion
1: rap. though. I think I know why I think it, it, it is partly they, they do reference it later on when he's with Leslie Brooks, his character. And he says like, Oh, you can drive the car. And she's like, Oh, I never thought she said something like, Oh, I never, you know, I've been waiting for this moment. Like, it could almost be like it's a quirk of him. Like he doesn't let anybody else drive his car when he's in it. Like maybe he likes driving his own car. Okay. If he's there in it. I mean, I know I'm kind of going off, you know, maybe too far into his character, but it seems like he's a pretty like gruff guy anyway from like the, yeah. the bits that we see. At well, Bartok. So I wonder if, the, yeah, I wonder if that, that could be like, like a thing that he has that he just doesn't like other people. If he's, if he's in the car, he's going to drive it. That makes know?
0: sense. I'll take that. Yeah. I, I can relate to that don't touch my car. Uh, <laughs> so he's you like, yeah. that. yes, yes. He's like, I'm going to work at the Clover garage. How hard could it be to work at a garage? Thankfully, I mean, like Dan was saying, it's full service too. So really it's just more like, Hey, pump the gas and like check the oil. Then like, Hey, can you fix this? Yeah. But back then too, maybe it's easier than you'd expect. Like what? Three parts to a car at that point. So as long only, as you know, how to fix one. Um, he also has a photograph of bar talk that he, he like picks up from like a photo hut is like, yeah, these, this is my stuff. So he uses this to like perfectly match that scar on his face. He's very well researched where this scar needs to go.
1: I'm sure that's not going to come up at all.
0: No, not at all. <laughs> uh we see him like use like ink or something too, to even like find the exact placement before he goes ahead and slices right into him. And then he uh, is going to have a band-aid for a little while. Uh, he also notices in the photo that there is he, the negatives weren't given back to him, which he wants no evidence left behind. So mm-hmm. he makes sure to get this. And this is where we find out, oh, scar scars on the wrong side. The picture was flipped. Classic hijinks. So that's not good. That could ruin this entire thing.
1: I but... love the guy the, the when the two guys behind the counter are talking, he's like, yeah. oh, it's the same scar. scars on his side. Big deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was that going to be
0: the plot of a movie or anything? Yeah. Come on! Who cares? Who cares? Exactly. Did you tell
3: Martell? Well, he was very gruff, just like before on the phone. He wouldn't let me get a word in. We should worry. I was perfectly willing to make him a corrected print. The average customer? They can never spot it. It's not that, Aubrey. It's just You're that you am a conscientious Artell. I flopped pictures, revised negatives, a hundred times. They never notice. And after all, what's the difference? With his picture, the only difference is Instead of being on the left side of the face, the scar is on
0: the right. Well, is that so terrible? And then after that, there's a very nice scene at the garage where you see those bad guys from earlier go to fill up their tank and get their oil checked. And that's a really nice tense scene as well. Love that. Weeks pass. The scar is forming even better. And finally, it's time to pull this thing off. Bartok's coming back from the opera. John is like, I'm going to go ahead and ride with him today, which is where he gets put in the backseat of the car. That's all good. There's a nice montage, too, that then shows like that stop and go sign. It's not like a light. It's like the flag comes up or whatever. And then you cut back to the end of the strangulation where Bartok is dead. It's very quiet. And then he goes to the water and you just only hear like the sounds of the water. It's very eerie. I love that. So he's putting the body in there. A car stops because obviously we need more tension. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And uh, I love it. There's this one pushy guy coming out trying to help. He's like, I never leave someone behind if I see him. Like, how dare you? And then finally his friend's like, this guy's clearly a mechanic. Leave him alone. He could do anything better than we could. Come (laughs) on, see you later. Yeah, he's like, oh, that's good enough for me. And so that's fine. And then after that, John finally realizes, whoops, though. Here's a blooper. Scar's on the wrong side. But unfortunately, no do-over on this one. He's just got to go with it and just go full tilt on impersonating Bartok. He heads the next day to the Bartok's office to begin the complete assumption of his life and Evelyn at first like thinks it's him but instantly pretty much realizes like this is not who she thinks it is but she doesn't say anything. She just lets him kind of keep doing his thing while they both sort of figure it out. Everyone else buys it though and most people refuse to look him in the eyes which is I thought a nice touch that feels very, very human to me. I think I wouldn't notice or say anything. It's like, yeah, I guess I was wrong. You can gaslight me with your scar on the other side. Yeah. But that dentist from before comes in too, and he's even like, I'm super observant. I notice anything. Well, anyways, good to see you. Your scar looks great. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> Such and a good scene. So good. And then you see John like treat patients too, which is, you know, a tad unethical, but he's already killed. Why not practice a little psychology as well? There's some background in it. <laughs> a Why not? Bit. Also loved after this, there was very there's a lot of humor in this movie. So shout out to the humor. There's that scene where the phone rings and it's just like he's picking up every like multiple phones and it's not the right one until he finally finds the proper line and it turns out it's Virginia, which is Bartok's girlfriend. Yeah, he's dating.
1: He's dating a few people at once.
0: He's he's <laughs> casting a wide net. That's your Virginia Taylor or your uh, Leslie. Leslie Brooks. Yes, from
1: me. Blonde Ice. Yeah, she would go like right after this. She was she would star in Blonde Ice
0: not familiar with blonde ice is that a good one
1: uh yeah uh film detective also released that uh it's mm-hmm. a good film noir yeah
0: has film noir confidential seen
2: that one it's on my list i haven't seen it yet but i have seen her in cover girl
0: yeah. oh, not a
2: noir <laughs> not a noir
0: do you suggest it though
2: oh yeah i love cover girl but that's because it has rita hayworth and Jean kelly in it so
0: that'll do it that pretty, on the list as well pretty good cast so, yeah, he's like, come meet me at this hotel and also wear an orchid because I don't know who you are. I'm going to need to figure this out.
1: He has a lot of specific instructions for her. Yeah, who's <laughs> at like, like, this hotel. I was not expecting a girlfriend
0: orchid. whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, but, yes, we got to figure this thing out and hope you love the humor because, again, there's more coming. There's women keep coming in and they're all wearing orchids. <laughs> but don't you think she would have recognized him? So yeah, he but I think he, just, he wanted to make sure because, right. you know, right you're like you could be staring right at someone and not say anything you'd be like what the fuck like why aren't you recognizing me and saying hello but yeah it it turns out it's a very popular night for orchids there's like a bellboy that's like yeah weddings weddings you know but finally she appears and she also like specifically her just does not look him in the eye whatsoever and just like how do i look and she's like oh you look good
1: (laughs) she thinks she looks handsome too
0: i mean yeah that's, that. that's never been the problem with this guy it's yeah the rest of it yeah and so they they head off to a casino themselves more casinos come in it's called maxwell's and here's where we start to hear a little bit that bartok uh is a bit of a high roller and a frequent visitor to this place mm-hmm.
1: is it before this that we see that like it, the he opens up his records and yeah, sees before that like is. he's he's losing yeah. all this money. Like he started out with like he was making like a good amount of money, and then like more recent at the bottom, it was like not much at all. So like that's the first indication. And then now we're at the casino, and we find out that you know he very
0: much so he's he likes to gamble money. and yep. he has yeah. a lot of
1: debts. Yeah.
0: Um. And then so John and Evelyn are talking one night, and there's clearly an elephant in the room that you know <laughs> he thinks she knows, and she thinks she knows too, and. He kind of presses her about it and is like, oh, I, you must have been seeing someone, huh? Oh, this John guy, he must have been pretty cool. And this is where you get her wonderful, it's a bitter little world speech that's hard to argue.
3: What happened? Did he hurt you? Do I look hurt? I should say you do. Oh, don't fool yourself. You don't get hurt these days. No? No, it's very simple. You never expect anything, so you're never disappointed. You're a bitter little lady. It's a bitter little world full of sad surprises and you don't go around letting people hurt you. I'll tell you something. In all my life, I think I've only had one beau I was really willing to trust. should have held on to him, married him. I wanted to, but I couldn't. He was 12 years old and I was nine. Are you sorry for yourself? No, because for one thing, it's too late, and what's the use? Because you never can go back and start again. Because the older you grow, the worse everything turns out. You don't see it happening to you, it just happens. You wake up one morning and there you are and anything goes and that's all right too. Now, does that upset you, Dr. Bartok? It's so good. It's it's
0: amazing and of course, you exactly want Joan Bennett to deliver something like that. She just got that fire that is so perfect.
1: About a bitter a world.
0: Makes <laughs> me bitter. After this, John's brother, Freddy, shows up into town. He's been looking for him. He goes to the Clover garage first. He, he finds his way there. And they're like, that guy just straight up disappeared. Uh, so he's going to be fired if you do find him. And eventually, he kind of makes his way to Bartok. This name keeps coming up. And when he get, goes there, he, he sees what he thinks is his brother. So he's like, oh, there he is. That's my guy. And everyone's like, oh, OK, for sure. This is him. He's lying we got him. But John, he's like, Oh, who's this guy? He he totally plays off that. He doesn't know him just breaks his brother's heart. And Joe Ben is just like, Oh, geez, like, I guess he really is just full tilt gone. Like, you know, he's in complete denial and just going all in on being Bartok. So they have a little aside. and He kind of reveals himself and is just like, yeah, yeah, you you got me. Whoops. (laughs) What do you expect me to do? but let me go deal with my brother first. So he goes out there to talk to him and he's like, well, you're not my brother, but he has some information that sure would help him. That guy that's been after him. He was arrested on tax charges and he's about to be deported. He's, he's clear. He's in the clear. You'd be fine if he was you, but doesn't seem to be you at all. <laughs> so he's like, Oh, well, that's interesting news. Just-
1: all that for nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this
0: This whole movie where I kept making all the wrong decisions. Here's one more for you, but you know, marcy didn't make it so it definitely was in some ways the right way to go Mm -hmm. tough call evelyn goes home though and she's like i gotta get out of here she gets herself a a ticket on a ship to go to honolulu and john followers are there and they argue and you get this pov shot of him just hitting her which is interesting and horrifying so intense yeah and after that he's just like hey i love (laughs) you Uh, let's do this thing together. And rightfully so. She's not buying any of this, but he's very insistent. She's trying to keep her hard edges, but he's saying the right stuff. So it's like, maybe I'll see you there. Maybe I won't. I'm not expecting to see you there, but he is like, I will be there. What could possibly stop me? And before he heads off, we see, like I think, the cleaning woman. She stops him and is just there to be like, hey, I know what side of the face scars are on. I, I pay attention to stuff. And mm-hmm. It's a very touching scene. You were the only one. That's who we should have run off with, I think.
1: (laughs) That would have been a a very different ending. It would
0: have been not a hollow triumph. It would have been a a full triumph. Yeah. Uh, Evelyn's on the boat. You get some nice stock footage of people (laughs) psyched to see a boat interspersed within. And then uh, those guys show up from Maxwell's and you're like, oh no, they got him. I thought this thing was off. He should be in the clear. What is this about? They didn't get the news and they're like, John, who's John? We're looking for Bartok. That guy owes us $90,000. He's been gambling all over town. This guy, he's got to go. And he's like, oh, oh, well. That's not me. Hey, funny thing. (laughs) That's actually not me. The scar is on the right side. You guys know that, right? Here's my accent. And they're like, yeah, sure. Whatever, dude. And so they shoot at him. And there's a nice cut where you're like, you don't know what's going on. Did he die? What happened? Everyone's heard about the shot except for Evelyn. And then we see John kind of limping. He's really trying to make his way towards the boat. It's going slow, but he's got, uh, you know, some desperation speed within him. But he, unfortunately, he doesn't make it. And Evelyn just totally thinks that he ditched her and, you know, was a typical man and lied to her. And it's a very heartbreaking, but perfect noir ending. Yeah. So sad.
1: Yes, yeah, it's it's it is kind of like funny, just the irony of it. Like, after all of that and all it not working out, like not having to do that, and then it's the other guy's identity that, that gets him. It's yeah, it's it's, a, it's such a bummer, but
0: that's how I want to feel at the end of these things. Yeah, so I'm right. very, very glad of that. Um, I would give this one 8.9 out of 10 facial disfigurations. I, oh, I loved wow. it. This was a nice. great recommendation. I was never worried because i got two of the best in the game vouching for this one so I, I pretty much knew i was gonna love it doesn't matter how much i would say like the initial intro less so on my second time but at first where it's like talk you know just setting it up was like all right come on but it's like hour 20 i'm not worried about this and once you get to the heist this thing is going so yeah i loved it i, I this was a great one whether it's hollow triumph or the scar i, I definitely say go for it do you guys have any so, fresh thoughts with this new viewing for this one that you, you're you well-versed in?
2: I was so nervous. You were not going to like it the way you were teeing it up in the beginning.
0: Welcome to the show. huh? That, that's what he does. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he just tortures me all the time.
2: Freaked me out. Know, it? <laughs> um, Loved it, the one so thing much. I was going to say, like just um, hearing you do the play-by-play and then keeping in mind like things that we need to like suspend our disbelief for, I mean, the obvious one is like, nobody is saying anything about the scar other than the elderly woman. Like Mm -hmm. that just, you can't get like one patient or like Evelyn, like nobody's saying anything. Um, Probably because for so many different reasons, they're not saying something, whether they're like, don't even look them in the eye or they're being gaslit or you start to like
0: question your own memory. I mean, it's I totally very like, much think it's that. Like, if I saw someone in my life, all of a sudden just their scar was on the other side, I would just be like, whoa, weird. I always, I, my mind, I should go get checked out or something because clearly it's this person. They have the scar. Like, why wouldn't it be them?
2: Well, the other one that I, like, find difficult to believe is that he just dumps Bartok's body into the water. And, like, I feel like as, like, a noir trope, that's, like, the one place you don't dump a body because they're going to find it in, like, two days. Yeah. So he like, didn't, like, how... put weights
0: on it or anything either. He didn't like, do it anything.
2: Just he just, like, dumped it. And then, like, and then we're supposed to believe that, like, no one discovers Bartok's real body forever. Yeah. Like, within a week, they would have for sure found the body and then been, like, either realized, either they confuse it and think it's John or they know that it's Bartok. Like, I find it really hard to believe that they don't find his body.
0: You know, it'd be an interesting, like almost sequel is like the detective who is on the case that like his body turns up. But then they're like, he just died on that, like that port. Like, how do we have two of the same guy? And then, you know, you look into it it back. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be interesting.
1: I guess we have to write a screenplay now
0: if someone's going to. I mean, it's public domain, so I guess we could do whatever the hell we want with this. That's true. Interesting.
1: The scar too. Hollow Triumph too.
0: Hollower Triumph.
1: Another another Hollow Triumph. The,
0: nice. men, the Men Who Murdered Themselves. Oh my god. Yeah, it's a good movie though. I would definitely I recommend this one. Not a lot of fun facts for this one, unfortunately, which is was pretty surprising, but uh I did find out one thing about Paul Henry. His nineteen eighty four autobiography is called Ladies Man. I know.
2: <laughs> Have you read it? I need to. Yeah, I mean just the copy. fact that it's
0: the fact that it's
2: called Ladies Man. I don't although his daughter runs a really great Instagram account, which I encourage everyone. It's called We Love Paul Henry*. And she like posts little messages about her dad. But I need to read the book for sure. After the John Alton
0: one. Yes. In that order. That's your next two. We'll be checking your Goodreads for that. Is there a film noir confidential Goodreads? No, I could
2: start one. Okay. I have, a letter, I have a letter I have a letterbox account, but I don't have a good breed.
0: Okay. Dan, TCM, do you have a letterbox account? I'm surprised I don't that you, that you don't. Yeah.
1: I don't, but I actually today I noticed that TCM uh uh Noir Alley posted their letterbox, which I didn't ever oh. think to seek out, but they posted that today. So I, I bookmarked that to go through it and that's check how you know the ones you're behind the times, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I just don't think of Letterboxd for whatever reason. I just don't I don't really think about it as much. I would think of the amount of
0: movies you watch. You got to log these things and, and rate them, you know? I log them and rate them in my brain. <laughs> All right, well, Dan's going to have a Letterboxd by the premiere of this episode. So check out Letterboxd, Where... Only Ghost in Town.
2: Where can you find the Noir Alley one?
0: I can, I can send it to you.
2: That'd be great. Yeah. I know that my Letterboxd, I have... I don't know if you guys have seen it. I have a crazy amount of lists, one for each city and then a list of ultimate American film noirs, which has over like 550 films. Wow. So I encourage anyone who, and, and the nice thing about Letterboxd, obviously for those people who are on it, they'll tell you what streaming platforms everything is on. So I encourage people who are listening who aren't on it yet. Ooh to um check it out.
1: There's also some great covers, like some great posters on on just like looking through them like all together. Uh some of them I, I have I've never seen before and I was just like wow some of these look really cool. Um I'm trying to think if there's one that I really liked. Um I think it was on the second page. Oh it was the one for the big knife which I feel like the poster is probably better than the movie. It's just like, it's like really stark. It's like a black background and has the big knife in this kind of like really bright red background. And then the knife is gigantic going through the middle of it. It just looks really cool. That sounds cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like that one. I I had not seen that, that poster before. Well, there you go. There's, there's, I mean, obviously there's a lot of good ones. Um, There's one that I I just added to my list that I've, I've known about, but I was reading about it today. And I want, I want to see is the tattooed stranger, which I've not seen. I've
2: not seen. I have that. I haven't watched it yet. I did a post about it, but I haven't seen it yet.
1: Mm-hmm. It looks, it looks interesting. It's a one Archive did a DVD. I think it's only like ten bucks right now, so definitely a cheap one to get. I'm always, I'm always researching that, and every time I get a bookmark, I'm and, and check out how available they are on physical media and how much they are, and I kind of just periodically I'll just buy some here and there. This is what I do with my time.
2: <laughs> you're, you're talking to the right crowd. I yeah, there you go, yeah yeah we're not ones to judge
1: thank you yes
2: <laughs> we're recording a podcast
0: on our third time so.
1: that's that's also true huh? and we're 84 episodes in yeah. too
0: many yeah i don't even think speaking of letterbox that i even log that many movies i need to use it more
2: well there. in terms of the interesting tidbits there's the evelyn keys thing yes Did you come across that
0: so yeah. that, that's who they wanted to to be joan bennett's role but she was unloanable from, I think, Warner, right? I believe so. From I Harry believe. Cohn. From and Columbia. Columbia. Oh, okay. yeah, okay.
1: There you go. Yeah.
0: They didn't want to loan her. They they wanted to see the script first, and they liked it, and they're like, oh, why don't we make this? And we'll even, Paul Henry could come along, too, but he knew he wouldn't have that much control. I mean, Eagle Lion being Poverty Row, you know, all they wanted to do was just have it be not too much money, as long as you made the film for the right budget, you could pretty much do whatever you wanted. So that all sounded good to Paul Henry. He wanted to get more into the production end of things. He also wanted a little more control of the roles he could play. And so this one seemed perfect. In fact, it was the director, Steve Sakelli, that brought the novel to Paul Henry's attention. Definitely seemed like (laughs) things were good between them at first, but eventually during production, I guess he was removed from directing and Paul Henry took over. I, it doesn't seem like there's much info about that like i don't know when like how much of the movie was completed before he came in
1: i thought it was this it wasn't a, i don't know if it was necessarily him or was it the studio did, did somebody or like did somebody outside like well, no. yeah the
0: studio definitely was like okay yeah this isn't working out yeah, but I, working I just mean out. like i don't know how much he completed before yeah. paul henry took over i mean we saw the a woman's devotion from paul henry and that movie sucked so like uh it does make <laughs> me wonder how responsible he was for the quality of this thing.
1: Well, I don't think it sucked. I know you did, but
0: well, you suggested it. So I know you don't think it sucked. Yeah.
1: Hey man, (laughs) Republic, Republic pictures, man. (laughs) True. Yeah. True color. I guess
0: there's stuff to like about it, but overall that one was a bit of a slog. Yeah. It's
1: it's not, it's not the greatest movie. I will will say that
0: knowing this, uh, you know, Hey, maybe he, he had something in there, but again, don't know how much credit to give to the Mm -hmm. other director. So yeah, it fell into public domain. So we all get to enjoy that, which is always good. And then, oh, also he hired Daniel Fuke because they had worked together on Between Two Worlds. Keep wanting to say Between Two Ferns when I see that. <laughs> uh, and he's like, yeah, this is great. And of course, you know, Daniel Fuke is a fantastic writer. So definitely wasn't the right choice. Did I miss anything, guys? Like I said, there's only so much about this one.
2: No, I just could never picture Evelyn Keyes in this. Yeah. I just love the chemistry between him and Bennett. I think it's so well matched. And I just feel like I love Evelyn Keyes. She has a tendency to really like ham it up sometimes with like over-exaggerating her facial expressions. And I say that as like a very big fan. And I just feel like I just can't imagine her in this role. I feel like it would kind of make it Almost comical,
0: which was you know there are some comedic points in the movie, so I mean definitely maybe they would have leaned more towards that if that was the case, but no, definitely Joan Bennett was the right choice.
1: Speaking of comedic, we 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 didn't mention the uh, the scene with the the other guy that works at the Clover Garage that 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 wants to be a dancer, and a ballroom playing, dancer, yeah, yeah. He's, like, humming to himself and dancing, and he goes on that long spiel about like you know he's short, but you know you can you can kind of project. This height and and the uh, illusion
2: of height. Yes,
1: yes, exactly. Good
2: line. I say that as a shorty myself. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, there you go. Now you have a way to describe yourself. The illusion of giving myself the illusion of height.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, there's so many like cool lines. Like it's a very quotable movie. This one. So, you know, you could very much, if you're a fan of dialogue, come into this one and be pretty psyched. I mean, just
2: the little bitter little world speech alone. Is like that could
0: I go think viral. film
2: noir, yeah, the film noir foundation made it its motto, so you can get it on mugs and stuff like that.
0: Oh, really? I didn't. Finally, know. you know, yeah. that's the first thing you think of when you get it. like I wish this was on a mug. <laughs> I kind of do. <laughs> well, we'll have to come up with some other lines to put on a mug in the future. You guys can start some merch. Well, you Which... have to say here's the crime on it, right? That's true. We'd have to come up with like a mug, yeah, exactly a mug or like a pint glass or something that just says here's the crime
2: well, i mean we got oh, shirts a shirt ideas glass would be good
0: we'll do that we'll do them all we got lots of we, we threaten merch all the time and eventually it's coming certainly by the end of this year i'll make that promise
1: yeah shirts shirts are definitely top i,
0: I also top. like this here's the crime you know glass idea that we just conceived that also now seems so obvious we can do it together we can do a bundle yeah that's true everyone loves a bundle i'm a big fan of the bundle I can't say that anymore without hearing this progressive commercial with John Hamm. Have you guys seen this one? It, I, yeah, I see it all the time. All the time, yeah. And he's like, whole oh, bundle," because he's like really trying to like get with Flow. Poor Flow. Poor Flow. Poor, yeah. clue, poor clueless Flow. She wants nothing to do with it. It's it's wonderful.
1: She just wants insurance. Who does talk about it?
0: I love talking about insurance. That's why I just hijacked the show to bring us here.
1: That's why you go to uh, different conferences about insurance all the time in your spare time.
0: Promo code out of the podcast, com. everybody. <laughs> you get one free speeding ticket. That's the best we can offer. Just like Joey. <laughs> oh, geez. Too soon, Dan. Sorry. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, we were hyping up the words of Daniel Fuchs, and I hope you're not sick of him because he's coming back next week. Whoopsie. Didn't need to schedule that, but that's a fun twofer. You didn't plan that? I didn't, but here we are. What are we talking about? What's left at this point, really, from him? We've done plenty of them. Must be in 1950, Dan. There's a panic in the streets.
3: You haven't got much time, Mr. Quinn. Commissioner, what's the use of kidding ourselves? We can't track down an unknown killer in two days. He's absolutely right, but there's only one way to do this. You get on the radio and panic the city. Now, wait a minute. Here with recorded is the story of a silent, savage menace. How for three days a great American city found itself outside the United States of America. The events, incidents, and emotions of the people who were a part of it, who found time running out as they looked into the face of mortal peril. I knew you guys were crazy. Wait a minute, Neff, wait a minute. Wait for what? Somebody else to die? You two men, listen to me. I've got something to tell you. Well, what am I supposed to do? Just sit here and watch. Listen, doctor, I'm taking a chance that you may be right. You take a chance that I know what I'm doing and let me do it. As a matter of fact, you'd help us both out if you went home and went to bed. Okay, I'm not going to argue anymore. And I'm not going to wait until the facts penetrate that thick skull of yours. There just isn't that much time. I got to get out of here. Hey. What? Try and get back early if you can, won't you? Yeah, I'll try. Where's the other man? All right, come on, get out of there. (laughs) (laughs)
1: looking forward to this one i've never seen this one
0: I'm wow okay there's the episode i should the old switcheroo guys we should have done that episode well i have a lot of
2: blind spots i think people
0: aren't aware of but uh, what's your biggest think... blind spot that's the next episode you're coming back for.
2: let me have a think on it and i will dm you only okay. because i think i think it's really funny i think because i have the account people assume i'm some sort of connoisseur which in all fact I made the account because I was teaching myself and like learning as I go along and educating myself and like watching these movies sometimes for the first time. Yeah. So um, whenever I do like an AMA or something, people always just assume I know everything. And I'm like, I don't know anything (laughs) really. I don't know what I'm talking about. So I feel like I fooled you guys to have been a guest twice, but I thank you so much for having me.
0: classic humble over here you are an expert in our eyes but this you know I, I, I agree that's how I feel about doing the podcast It's like I love this stuff but it's also to become more well-versed in it you know don't be afraid yeah. to jump into things that you don't know and, and just figure it out as you go along that's the lesson
2: well in terms of panic in the streets I will watch it
0: so I can listen along next week with the
2: podcast
0: excellent you got one full week to do so I guess a little extra from this recording i mean it's a but... great
2: director right and and richard
0: woodmark so how can you go wrong there's plenty to be excited about
2: well
1: i, have I know a feeling i'm
0: gonna like it yeah
1: it's, it's supposed to be similar long. with the um the killer Stock stalk new york it's, it's like the theme with the sickness like there's this the subgenre of like film noir with the the villain is kind of sickness um so which is interesting Someone have you guys covered her. that one yet? No, we haven't. No,
2: that's also a good one. Speaking yeah. of Evelyn Keys being a ham. <laughs>
1: that, that was when you said that, that was literally my first thought. I was like, because I, I had just watched that not that long ago. And I was like, yeah, I remember Evelyn in that movie. She's, I mean, also, she's, great. She's,
2: she's like that in like 99 River Street, especially like the whole monologue about like being raped and stuff like that. She's like, it could have gone really south really quickly.
1: Yeah i felt the same way yeah my i that was literally about what i was about to say um yeah i like her but like you said yeah i don't feel like it would have worked in this movie i don't, I don't think
2: it i love that. her but yeah sometimes i can understand why people aren't a fan
0: glad you guys aren't casting directors geez over here <laughs> 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 we could be i mean the, the noir we could put together would be fantastic
1: get in our time machine and go back to like 1947 or 1948 or something, then yes, I would want to be a casting director.
2: That should be the real pitch trying to get Hollywood to get us as consultants.
0: Well, I mean, that's 84 episodes of begging to be consultants. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, definitely at the very least, let us do commentaries for these things. You got three of the greatest to ever do it right here. We're happy to offer our services to help excel yours. We'll have to email.
2: Which one is it the one we like? Film Detective you Kino. <laughs> Which one do you
0: guys crap on?
1: I like all of them. I don't. I don't really. We I mean, we crap.
0: I crapped on Film Detective after Impact, but I mean Impact for one. Was, Impact is
2: really bad though. Like that's a really bad quality print. Yeah, like, they yeah. should not be charging money for
0: that i agree
2: with that and
0: it's unfortunate
1: because i like that movie i was gonna say the film transcends the quality
0: absolutely and so i was worried about that with this but i will i I give them all the credit it's a great looking print and again they put this whole thing up on youtube i think that is fantastic that is really really cool cost like 10 bucks to get on amazon they're they're giving away money that they easily could get so shout out to them uh, yeah, they, that, they get
1: it from me instead. Yes, <laughs> when I when I buy it.
0: Exactly. I got a copy too, Dan. Don't worry. Yeah,
1: it's um, they, they got us both.
0: They got us, and and this time I'm a little happier about it. So I we'll told see you about from what
1: I, Yeah, I knew like this one was definitely much in, improved and and looked pretty pretty solid, which it does.
0: And you know, in the case of impact, if it's just like that's the best you got, of yeah. course you I, still have you still have to get it out
1: there. I think that's I what it was. It. I think the source print of that is just. So gone, like I don't think they have a good print of that movie, which is really unfortunate. Um
2: Yeah, because it's such a good movie, great yeah. cast.
1: You do, do have
2: to suspend your belief a little bit, but you do that with
0: all noirs, I think.
1: More or many, in many general, many yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh damn. Yes. Hype our guest social media feeds. What's what's her Instagram?
1: <laughs> it's it's at uh, it's film noir confidential.
0: What's her letterbox? Oh, that's not easy. Okay. I don't uh,
1: I don't know that. One. Like well, as you mentioned earlier, I don't I don't really look at the letterbox. So the so yeah, letterbox
2: I'm, is film noir confid.
0: Confid. Okay. Confid. All right. the we all that would fit. We know all about these tribulations, so we get it. Do you have any yeah. other uh, things to promote? You have a .com, right? filmnoirconfidential.com?
2: .com. I do. Dan, promote and promote that one. filmnoirconfidential.com.
0: Good job, Dan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you no, for, doing I mean, that for if people, me.
2: yeah. If people go to the website, I have um, links to all of the movies, and you can see like posters and trailers, and
0: it's a caps great website. I, I hope it's, people it's, actually it's, go to that and don't just stick with the Instagram. Like you, you offer yeah, a good you. variety of, of knowledge.
2: I just assume nobody knows it exists, but it's up there. And then um, there's also like a Spotify playlist. I don't know if you boys have checked that out. Yes. If you've ever- like getting in the mood for some film noir music. Uh Boys. and
0: I listened to yeah. it before dinner. Get in the mood to eat a film noir sandwich. You're such a liar, but I appreciate busted. it. Busted, busted. Oh no. <laughs>
1: she's starting she's starting to pick it up when you're lying now. Uh
0: oh. Yeah. I gave away too many secrets. Yeah. You have a you have a tell. Uh oh my gameplay days are over. damn well, as long as you're not Bartok so you're fine. Uh oh. Mm-mm. I am. No, he's also. Is the thing you do if you get the scar on the wrong side? Just grow a beard, baby. That's true. <laughs> That's do you think you Paul could, could could grow
2: one though? No, because you have a scar. You can't grow hair where you have a scar.
0: Yeah, but it could grow long enough to kind of go it's around. Mask it, it maybe. yeah. You should see what's under here and what I'm getting away with.
2: <laughs> oh my
1: goodness! I just trimmed mine the other day, so I don't have as much. I'd have to let it grow in a bit. I, I can see your
0: scar. Yeah, there, same. Man.
1: exactly yeah i thought
0: yours looked a little unruly you might want to bring that in oh i'm sorry i should shave you have your film noir confidential five o'clock shadow oh okay which is legendary form there you go (laughs) (laughs) your la beard looks wonderful
2: that's why i hide out the dress that it's so dark in there
0: that's good thinking and good drinking Uh, hiding shadows dan yes what's our instagram that we follow film noir confidential on uh it's uh out of the podcast damn <laughs> what's our twitter that we don't follow film more confidential on if it's out of, there. The, out of the cast out of the cast okay see that's our fancy uh-oh we couldn't get that one damn. yeah somebody stole that someone stole it way before we even existed how dare they how dare they but have you
2: have you listened to it
0: well it's no it's like so the twitter account for out of the podcast just has nothing to do with like podcasts or anything it's just like Oh. somebody just took the name basically there is an out of the past podcast from back in the day but they stopped yeah, updating a bunch of years ago
2: that's a phenomenal one it's totally different format than what you guys do but um, it's it's fun to listen to once in the blue moon they're so they're too smart it hurts my brain
0: yeah you get nothing like that here yeah
2: no you you guys are so great it's so easy to like follow along and like digest the movie they're like a bunch of nerds which that's i right. which i love i love but you can tell they're like they're professors they're yeah. definitely like if you studied film in school you would probably love it and if you're a normal person and a normal fan like me i would listen to you guys
0: there you go well shout out to all the dumb dumbs out there we love you <laughs>
2: that's we're, not what i said we're
0: definitely not nerds that's, that's that, that much is true yeah like i would party with us before no any of these other podcasts in our
2: are cool guys
1: no way, shape, or form.
0: We invented cool, Dan. What's our cool email address? Uh, it's the real out of the podcast at Gmail. That got a .com at it. I always notice you don't do a .com.
1: I'm too cool for the .com.
0: What if it's a ed? What if Gmail has a edu? You know,
1: I thought the .com was implied, so that's why I, did, I left it out. Because I'm a cool guy. I'm not a nerd.
0: Dan, where are you gonna? uh What are you gonna do when you go to Apple Podcasts? What do you do when you're there?
1: You gotta, you gotta subscribe, and you gotta rate, and you gotta listen.
0: Yeah. Do you review or you just say, you know what? I've done enough. These guys are asking too much. Um, I think you review this one. If you're going to review one of them, you you got to review this one. Film Noir Confidential fans come out there and say, you know, the lads were fine, but Film Noir Confidential is great. Why doesn't she do a spin-off podcast?
2: No way. I would rather just crash
0: your party all the time. Well, you're welcome it's to way, crash way it anytime. <laughs> we're very cool, like we said. So it's a party you want to be at. Thank you so much for crashing this party. All parties we throw, future parties, you don't even have to clean up.
1: The Desert Fury party that we're gonna have.
0: Yes. Oh, nice. Thank th- you. Throwing... And you
2: guys will have to come
0: visit LA soon. Very much so. I mean that that is a given. We're, we'll, we'll do, do the. First. That's what
1: we'll do the tour. We'll do. We'll we'll make the the giant tour. We're gonna. We're, we'll
0: we'll show a movie. The one that is film noir confidentials blind spot, and then we'll, we'll come there and we'll premiere it and we'll, we'll talk about it live in front of everybody. That would That'd be, be cool. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it would be. Is it going to happen? I don't know. Someone's <laughs> got to offer to host it. But other than that, we are 100% down. But you will. We, we can find a host. Yes, exactly. There's always somebody's living room that'll take us. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we come goodness. from the land of basement shows. We know how to throw it together, right? It can be my living room. Uh oh! Look at these offers coming out. I, I tried to keep your carpet clean, but yeah, that's fine. We'll come then. wow
2: <laughs> I have, I do have two posters that we could sit in front of. So
0: perfect. Well, thank you for bringing your posters back to the show, and we're, we're always so glad to have you. You seriously are. Thank one you. Of, one of the best to ever do it, and we love what you do, and we're very lucky that you come talk to us.
2: And... Thank you. You guys are so sweet. Thank you for having me.
0: We're nice. gonna trick you again into doing it soon please we gotcha. trick
2: me trick me anytime
0: we're we're <laughs> a bear trap of a podcast don't you worry <laughs> i feel like i've tricked you guys but i'll take it she got us dan she got us again and when things like that happen you have to toast to it right because sure after do. all hey here's the crime everybody here's the crime.